0: You are listening to engaging and exciting conversation on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Get ready
1: now. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Radiant Culture Podcast. My name is T Mac, and I'm joined by my co-host Cookie Monster.
0: T Mac, T Mac, what's Not going so on?
1: Much. That's the usual. And um, yeah. yeah, so we're carrying on from last week's episode where we talked about the vaccine. And um, I think people were probably a bit disappointed. Like, I don't know, they probably thought we were going to address a whole lot more stuff. Like, should Christians even take this vaccine? Is it even ethical, moral? What does the Bible say? <laughs> So um, that's kind of the angle we're going to take today because last week we covered more of the medical side of things, the efficacy, since we now know what that word really means. And um, yeah, yeah no <laughs> um, now we're going to talk more about the spiritual side because I think a lot of Christians maybe may not have a problem with the the facts of it working or not working to protect you from corona but they're struggling like with their inner conscience like but is this really safe for my long-term spiritual well-being if i can put it that way so we have cool Waza in the building to help us discuss this today howdy how are you
2: doing
0: the man himself
2: i'm well how are you guys doing it's great to be back
0: yeah, it's good. It's good to have yeah. you, Kawaza. <laughs> it's, it's great to have you always, always. Um, and I must say that Doc Sully, uh in our previous episode did such a great wow. job uh, just in terms of bringing, you know, shedding light from a medical perspective and just, you know, just giving us that much needed perspective of somebody who's actually a frontline yeah. worker and who's himself been vaccinated yeah. And who was also uh, a, a COVID victim, mm-hmm. so at, at some point. So I mean, so he he brought some some very good perspective that helped it helped me a lot, and I know it did help a lot of people. Um, so today, as we carry on, so so this week's episode is really a sequel to um, to last week's one, and uh, so of course Kowaza is is with us, and uh, we, we're gonna we're, we're gonna. Uh, hammer this from more of a biblical perspective, uh, like t said. And so we we'll jump straight into it. And Kua, I think the, the first question mm-hmm. that I yeah. have about about this is, you know, th- there've been so many different pastors, yeah. uh, and t again alluded to this, but there's so many different pastors who've been blatantly speaking against the vaccine. Even prior to the vaccine coming, you already had certain voices I know in Zoom, you know, there were certain voices that were very vocal to say, "Yeah, this, this is, a, uh, this is this, a satanic agenda." Sorry, yes, a satanic agenda. Yes. Don't get it. And this is all part of, I don't know, like all, all of this eschatology that was coming out. Yes, um, as as these guys were talking. So I just want to hear, like,
1: and it actually started before it's, the vaccine. It yeah. started with five G. That is where everything started. <laughs>
0: Yes. Oh All yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: COVID was just added on to that and then the vaccine on top of that. So you yeah. there's been a lot of yeah. conspiracies for the past it's, year, I think.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's been a lot. And so and so the thing is that I think you know, for for the Christian and somebody who's really trying to process their, this through uh you know, just through some sort of a. Uh, an intellectual or even just to really think through their faith and just be more vigilant and thoughtful about um all of this Hmm. what what should their position be you know do do i listen to my to what my pastor is saying because this is my pastor my man of god to use the word and this is the person who preaches who delivers the word who has this authority now all of a sudden they're telling me that this whole thing is a satanic agenda yes How, how does someone process that
2: Okay, uh, Thank you. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a topical one and it's very it's a difficult one as well, you know, because uh, the people that are over us in the Lord are there to nav- help us navigate uh, the issues of life. And also, depending on the stature of the person, uh, if the person has uh, in the past prophesied, like some of them have said that they were able to see the coronavirus before it uh, came on our shores or, you know, became a disease, and then you know everything he's going to say after that is basically like you know but he saw this so he knows he's and then they use stuff you know and they're very dramatic Say things like i've been to the future i've seen the future i'm coming back i'm talking to you as one who's come and seen you know all oh, the terror and everything so it's very difficult to muster the strength to say hey i don't know that you're on point there but um, it, it, I think it speaks to one of the problems, one of the enduring problems that we have in the body of Christ of uh, having an old covenant mentality in a new covenant setting. Where in the old days, a man of God, you know, people, uh, the people of Israel would listen to Moses. Everything Moses said is what we do. Uh, no one has a relationship with God under the old covenant. It's just one man who hears God on behalf of everybody. And people have taken that into the new covenant, unfortunately. So uh, what we're supposed to do now is, as uh, the scripture says that, because uh, these are words of prophecy. So 1 Corinthians 14 says, if a person prophesies, let the ones that are hearing weigh and test what is said. doesn't matter if it's your pastor or somebody else, because uh, it doesn't mean that they are infallible. Yes, they're infallible. just because they're a prophet or they're over you. They're still human. They can make mistakes. And that's why we always have to uh, weigh and test whatever comes uh, from the pulpit doesn't just mean uh, we're talking about the vaccine. Even just doctrine in general, just teaching, to be able to say, um, you know, you are my man of God, you're my woman of God, and you're usually very good and you're very, usually on point. But today, on that particular point, my spirit is not, you know, sitting well with that. Why? Because you you have a personal relationship with God, and you're always exercising your your senses, as Hebrew says, to. Um, to serve between what's good and
0: what's evil. Hmm. Wow, you, you raised some very important points there. I love what you said at the beginning, where you said we're bringing an, an old covenant mentality into the new covenant. And yeah, I, I think that that's a big one, because of course, you know, if you look at most of the Pentecostal church, um, or at least here in Africa, you know, that, that seems to be the trend. and yeah. And so it gets really confusing now when the same person who would rather, it's very difficult to even critically analyze what the person is saying, because I mean, the man of God, Absolutely. the yeah. set yeah. man of God, you know, how, yeah. how do you even object to, to what, to what they're saying? So yeah. now the question is, um, if, if that's the case, right. If, if it's a case of, uh, when the new covenant, we've got the grace of God, we've got access to God yeah. for ourselves. Um, yeah how how is the believer who finds themselves in this in this place because i also don't want to place the full responsibility on uh the church leader because yeah. christians are talking among themselves you know christians are sending yeah. each other all kinds of things and listening yeah. to and watching all kinds of things as well so so even the yeah. regular um congregant needs to to take some responsibility as well um Absolutely. for adding to this so so maybe if Um, how, how do we balance conspiracy theories with what scripture says?
2: All right. So, um, when you talk about conspiracy theories, especially when they're coming from the pulpit, conspiracy theories should be called exactly what they are, which is false prophecy. Uh, because it's not a theory. It's, it's, it's you saying that uh, this is happening for this reason and that these shadowy people doing this and that. If that is not true, then you are telling people false stuff. So that you, are, you are prophesying falsely. And uh, any false prophecy must be dealt with accordingly. So one of the things that um, that I've done in following, because I followed these guys quite keenly, uh, to find out what is being said and and, 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 and what's going on, is, um, you know, you're also looking at the science because it's not like they just simply give you the spiritual side, this is what God said, I saw it in the vision, but they also try to then delve into the science. One of them was talking about, I think Pastor Chris spoke about 5G quite a lot. And, and then if, if once they go on that territory, now we're going to have to examine it from a scientific point of view as well as, as a spiritual. To say, okay, uh, is it feasible that this disease is uh, because of 5G? We are here in Zimbabwe, I don't think we have 5G yet, or uh, at best, it's um, on a trial with just very few people who you know, uh, we put it on their phones. We don't have 5G widespread Africa, Latin America, so how did this disease, uh, you know, become such a huge pandemic it should be concentrated in the Western area where the 5G uh, signals are going to be strongest and places like China as well. Uh, but so you see that some of the arguments fall away. The thing I don't appreciate about both sides, the leader, you know, being able to update and say, look, uh, sorry, guys, I made a mistake. You know, <laughs> I thought it was 5 right, Yeah clearly a disease. It's a, it's a pandemic, and it's got nothing to do with microwaves from 5G. That's never going to happen. What's going to happen instead is you're not going to hear them talk as much about it. It will be dropped, and then they're going to be talking about some other stuff uh, building on it. So there's this whole one world order. They're going to change everything. This whole thing of shutting down churches is the first phase, you know. So also with the way the pandemic rolled out and churches being forced to shut down fed into the into the conspiracy theory because now they don't want any prayer. They're setting the scene for the beast to arrive because the church would have interrupted the beast's way of doing things if the church had been allowed to continue uh, going the way that the church was going before. Uh, but then also, if you, as I said, that's why being uh, having that, and, I, and and whenever I think, let me say this: God does not release us from our personal responsibility for our lives. The leaders are going to be called to account, definitely. But we will not be able to say, I only did that because I was listening to the man of God. That's not going to fly before God. They won't. So we have a responsibility to weigh and to test, to say, okay, this guy said this last week. This is the next week. There's no consistency. There seems to be uh, backtracking. I remember the one time uh, I actually posted the video of, uh, I think Makandiwa, he was actually saying, I never said don't vaccinate people. All right. I was just saying we should wait, pause and see if it's safe. But then when we see it's safe, why not give it to the people? Let's vaccinate our people, want our people to go to school. I mean, our kids going back to school, uh, going to watch football in stadiums, and you know, and his pastors were there to get into agreeing with him there, you know? So it was like, okay, so what, what exactly is this? Are, are you against the vaccine? Is a vaccine the mark of the beast? Or is this something that we can take? You see what I'm saying? So if you're gonna follow that and be critical, uh, in your analysis, not critical in that negative sense, but because you are you are working with the Lord as well, if something jars, you should be able to feel comfortable to say, hey, this, uh, I, I, I don't think we are on the right track here. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, hey, <laughs> the whole backtracking thing is actually a, a very interesting one. But the one I want to just hone in on is, the, you know, just the, this whole idea of people speaking into areas that they're not experts in yeah you know and and i find that and you know you find this happening a lot you find people who are not um maybe even atheists who are scientists who are not authorities where the bible is concerned wanting to speak Mm -hmm. authoritatively about the bible and you find that you know listen dude your your knowledge of the bible is abysmal but you want to be speaking authority and if you flip it you know and bring it into into this context you find that there are people who are pastors and prophets and leaders of churches who obviously you know have you know that they're adept at that that's their area of expertise if i can call it that but then now all of a sudden they're now speaking into areas of areas like science and yeah um, and all of this sort of stuff and um and i I think it just gets really confusing now for the for the average person to say okay now my pastor is all of a sudden this uh prolific scientist and he knows what's happening Mm -hmm. and now like you're saying and and then now they start taking back some of the things that they've been saying, uh, which gets which gets confusing. Um, but then the the, the question there, uh, Kouwaza, is yeah. if 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 a if a pastor is um, speaking, or rather let me let me put it this way: to to what extent can um, a believer challenge things like that uh, within a, within a church setting to say? You know what uh pastor or leadership uh, what what you're saying is a bit is a bit tricky or whatever is is there room for that sort of thing to happen because I think it's it's important.
2: Yeah, I think so I think we we kind of touched on this a little bit on uh the issue to do with uh, I think when we we're talking about um is it Ravi or someone where we talked about Right, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, how in the church there's um it's implicit it seems where Paul says uh, if there's, you know, don't entertain any accusation against an elder unless it's brought by two or three witnesses, which means that accusations can be brought under certain uh, conditions or challenges, right? So the, the, the Bible does give scope, but church culture might not, uh, whether it's through an explicit policy to say here we do not challenge the men of God or it is more uh, like implied because of the way, just the weight of what the when you're, you know when the man of God is speaking, uh, and it and your conclusion out, out of all that he says is that he's the guy who really hears from God, and you're all just trying and scratching around, you know. He makes it so much more difficult to go and challenge them to say, but did you really hear God? Because then you, 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 know, you run the risk of, go, of being put in the basket of the skeptics and the unbelievers and those that are lost and those that are on their way to perdition and so on and so forth. So it's very difficult to do that. However, even though it's difficult, as I said before, the responsibility that the Lord has given us is not a responsibility that we can choose to shirk from. Because at the end of the day, we're going to be called to account for our actions. And also, the what's at stake is that there's thousands. Some of these guys are leading thousands of people. Churches full of thousands. Yeah. Um, and the public health uh, consequence of having thousands of people that are believing something that might not be true, are, are grave. You know, you look at what's happening in Brazil. You look at what's happening in India. <clears throat> you know, with, yeah. this, uh, with this COVID, it's 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 massive. What yeah. the, the possible consequences could be. Yeah. So I think we- A lot to our response, to recognizing our responsibility, and saying whenever you feel something's not right, if you can't go up to the man of God himself, surely there are pastors in in, in, within the system. I would say if you're in a church where you don't have that kind of uh, setup where you can then go and say, I'm not very sure about this revelation, or I didn't understand this, or I don't actually agree with that, you're in a cult. That's what I would say you're not in the church <laughs> spot on, spot on. You're, not, you're not in the church you're in a cult get out of it <laughs>
0: <laughs> i like that cool Thank, yeah that, that, that's good
2: sounds um, strong, but yeah, yeah there's too much at stake for us to uh to kind of mollycoddle people around this you there just has to be room to be able to say i don't agree with this and this is why i disagree and and, and put forward your strong points and if the leader is a godly leader they will accept that even you know, if they don't change their stance, but they're going to entertain uh, those questions uh, and give room for there to be those, for, for those questions to be dealt with. whether it's through yeah. like it's an online platform questions are coming in or they're going to um, uh, speak to their pastors or under them to say when you have questions of this nature, this is how you're going to do, uh, deal with it. There's, there has to be that system in place.
0: yeah. No, cool thanks for that thanks for that i think yeah. that's really important and the cult point <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's a good one uh, but just quickly I, I want i want us to actually jump into into the act into some of these beliefs that are yeah. um, prevalent and yeah. becoming becoming dominant in in our in some of our churches right mm-hmm. so the whole issue of the beast for example yes yes if, if we can just focus if we can just focus on that yeah. um is there is there uh, merit to the belief and the idea that mm-hmm. this is all part of eschatology, this is all part of the end of the world, and um, it's part of the fulfillment of prophecy, and COVID is all part and parcel of that. Is there any merit to that?
2: Well, uh, the difficulty with uh, end-time uh, prophecy and end-time theology is that uh, there's so many ways. A lot of the... The passages that speak about the end times are allegorical uh, or in uh, image formats, so they're not like you mean you see uh, John talking about uh, these locusts that had women's hair and teeth and had uh, the body of a of a horse or or a lion, and you trying to imagine it. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, uh, a a lamb that seemed to uh, A lamb that looked like it it, it had been slain Was sitting on the throne So you're okay uh, A lamb that was slain You know, a dead lamb was sitting on the throne What are you seeing, you know So because of the nature of uh, end time prophecy And particularly revelation It's very difficult It's it's very easy, I I would say To uh, ascribe any events to that And say, oh no, the beast was not actually a person It's actually a group of people You know, it's a, it's a system, it's Babylon, the Babylon that, you know, so there's so many ways to interpret it. And that's what makes it, uh, um, conversely, it's easy to go on the wrong path and it's difficult to, to reject what someone says on the basis because so many things could mean, uh, different things. And this guy could be right. And that guy could be right. So that's just the overview of why it's a bit tricky when you're looking at that, but just to drill down to this issue in particular, when you do look at the Mark of the Beast, it's remarkable to me. Sorry, I might sound like I'm being a bit theologically snobbish, but it's, it's, it's amazing how people actually don't read the passage of Scripture, you know? <laughs> like, you, you think, so how is this the Mark of the Beast? Have you actually read the passage that talks about the Mark of the Beast? And then when you actually do, you will realize, <laughs> guys, there's no way this is possible. So I don't know if I could just take some time to read it,
1: yeah
2: Uh, okay let me just read that uh, passage um so it begins in chapter 13 um maybe i'll yeah i I won't read all of it uh in chapter 13 that's when the first beast is introduced and he's going about doing what he wants saying whatever he likes and then a second beast right another beast this is some i'm reading from verse 11 now uh, revelation 13 verse 11 I saw another beast rising out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb and it spoke like a dragon. It exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence. So that the first beast, which is the man of perdition, as some have said uh, from Second uh, Th- uh, Thessalonians, And makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. So the second beast is making them worship the first. Uh, This one had a mortal wound that was healed. It performs great signs, even making fire come down from heaven to earth in front of people. This is the second beast. And by the size that it is allowed to work in the presence of the beast, it deceives those who dwell on earth, telling them to make an image for the beast that was wounded, which is the first beast. So the second beast is saying, make an image of the first beast. And then it says, and it was allowed to break the image of the beast so that the image that was made of the first beast took a, upon a life of its own and could speak and cause those people that would not worship itself, the image, to be slain. And this is the, and here we are now, verse 16. Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both rich and free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of his name. So uh, do you hear that? It's, once you read that, uh, you know, (laughs) you think, okay, so how does a vaccine actually, so, okay, if vaccine is mark of the beast. Who is the beast, right? Beast number one. Obvious,
1: I'm joking. (laughs) <laughs> 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 hey guys,
2: nice. hey, teaching is hot. All right, so the first beast, okay, we could say maybe Bill Gates, or whatever you can you can have a name for them The second beast, who's the second beast? Who's the prophet who's doing these signs and wonders? Who's calling fire from heaven? Who's that? Who's deceiving? Who's, who's compelling everybody to make an image of the beast? Okay, so it's the image of Bill Gates or whoever. And the second beast is now saying, "Everyone, let us worship this first guy, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, anyone who uh, wants to do any kind of business has to receive a mark, or else you cannot buy or sell. You can't do any trade unless you have this mark of the beast with." that the mark is actually the name of the beast or the number of its name and that's triple six or depending on the bible that you have that could be six one six so there's a lot of holes there to fill even if you're saying that it's not a literal uh, you know one is to one and all that kind of thing but there's just too many gaps uh, the scene that is set here is a scene where the whole world is under the rule of this beast. There's a global empire that is ruled by this one man, and then he's got this false prophet that's performing false wonders and pointing everyone and compelling everyone to worship the beast. I don't see anyone... That, I, I don't see it. I, I, I don't see anyone who's uh, forcing in, uh, you know, people to worship a particular person. So you see what I'm saying? How yeah. do you have the beast now being placed on people when there is no beast to start with, and there is no second beast, and there is no image of the beast to worship? So on, mm-hmm. on the grounds of just the just the simple reading of the scripture, I have problems with someone who says to me that the vaccine is is the mark of the beast because just you know it's not just something that stands on its own. There's there's so many moving parts. Explain to me, okay, if that's the mark of the beast, tell me who the beast is, tell me who the second beast is, where is the image of the beast, when was the image of the beast given breath? Because remember, it says that all oh, this is happening before the mark has you know, has been placed. There's an image that eats breath from the second beast. The image of the first beast receives breath from the second beast. And then it begins to talk and to compel people to worship it, and anyone know, who doesn't worship it gets killed. Where is all that? <laughs> you know.
1: So, yeah. yeah. I don't
2: know if you understand what I'm saying. That. Yeah. yeah. There's just so so many holes to it that uh, I I I'm saying that uh, guys may, may maybe got really excited. This is not the first time that this has happened. Uh, when uh, yeah. After work- with Hitler, there were all these end time prophecies again. During that pandemic in 1918 uh, to 19, people thought the end of days was 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 close by. Even in the days of the writers of the Bible, if you read the way Paul writes, they were expecting Jesus to return anytime soon. There was narrow There was all sorts of things happening over time, where people said we are living in the end times. Uh, the beast is about to show up, and then history continues to go on. People are saying Christ is about to return. It's been 50 years, 60 years, and we're still here. So every time we have these kind of events, you, know, you find a proliferation of these kinds of conspiracy theories and ideas and teaching on eschatology because people expect that Jesus is returned.
1: Yeah. I think what most people... They, they, uh, can I explain? <laughs> For lack of a better word is that that whole thing of you'll be excluded from society you won't be able to buy or sell you will basically have restrictions upon your life if you don't have the mark and i think as soon as there was talk of a vaccine passport yeah or those with vaccines get privileges that those without don't or there's like a like in the States now, if you don't, if you have the vaccine certain places, you don't need to wear a mask. So then it's assumed if yeah. you're wearing your mask, I don't have was So you've already been like ostracized in a way. So I think that's where people are really getting the whole mark of the beast thing. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's happening. It's already happening. I'm being excluded because I've decided not to take the mark kind of thing.
2: Yes, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> but you see what, and this is what people then in their rush, I guess, to validate some of these theories is they forget that this is how we are living anyway. I mean, uh, you can't go to certain countries unless you have taken the yellow fever jab.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, in Africa, or even in, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there's some countries outside of Africa as well. If you don't take certain vaccines, like the yellow fever jab, you're not going to be allowed to go to their country. That's got nothing yeah. to do with the mark of the beast. It's got nothing to do with, Excluding people, it's just that the pandemic that we are uh, in is widespread. It's a global thing. That's why, yeah. it, uh, but it's actually like uh, vaccine passports have been with us since time immemorial, you know. And so I don't think that it makes that that makes sense. I, I can see how people say because I refused to take the vaccine, I'm being ostracized. But the reasons they have, I'm <clears throat> not spiritual. They are medical. And it's not just Christians who are refusing. There are other people who are not Christians who are refusing for their own uh, reasons. Who have these? There are guys who are anti vaxxers right? <laughs> and America is full of guys who don't want to vaccinate their yep. kids, and then so on. So it's not necessarily so. Everyone who's like, it's, everyone's being treated the same. There's no targeting of Christians. Uh, so on that on that count, I'll then say again, um, calling this the mark of the beast. Is, is is really reaching, to be honest. Um, and also that the vaccine yeah. is centrally distributed. You know, there's uh, you know, you've know got vaccines all over the world that are different in their construct. You've got the one uh, uh, from the United States, which is Pfizer. You've got the one in, from the UK, AstraZeneca. You've got JMJ from the US as well. You've got uh, Sinopharm and Sinovac, the ones that we're using here. And you've got Sputnik 5 from Russia. Um, yeah, Sputnik Five. <laughs> that's the that, that's the uh, that's the Russian uh, tip of the spear. So uh, that sounds like a name of a band. Yes. Well, they, they, that's what they called their um, their rocket, their spaceship that they sent into space in nineteen something something. So it's called Sputnik something.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. So it's a. Okay. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a. It's a term of Russian pride and and and, and so forth. But uh, you know, so and all the vaccines have been created differently, right? So if your issue was, oh, do you know that they're trying to change the DNA, which was the thing with the um, Pfizer one and the Moderna and the, I think AstraZeneca as well, J and J to an extent. I think the technology they used to create that is is new. So that was another one that people were able to play on other people's fears. But then you've got the Chinese one and the Russian one, which are more standard, you know, like it's a dead virus and, you know, or an inactivated virus. It's not something that's going to change your DNA. Yeah. You know, so again, to then say the vaccine is a mark of the beast is really, really, really stretching. I mean, some guys were saying that it's a uh, it's mark of the beast because when they jab you with it, there's going to be a chip in it. That will get into your bloodstream and all that sort of thing. And that's been debunked. It's not true. Um, uh, and so, again, <laughs> to call this the mark of the beast, I think for me is missing the mark of yeah. yeah. the million. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's pun not intended. Pun <laughs> intended. <laughs> can i
0: can i just just come in can i just come in sorry i had um i had lost power there so um and then and then my inverter refused to kick in for some reason um yeah anyway so um you you touched just going back to the point you were um, talking about concerning how people interpret scripture and how people how people yeah. interpret uh, the book of Revelation. Because I remember, you know, there were, there were days when yeah. you would watch people like um, John Hagee and others who yeah. who literally did like a whole thing on, you know, on the mark of the beast and whatnot, whatnot. Then, in a very yeah. interesting way, just uh, uh, to, to throw this, and I I follow. I followed this guy called Daniel Wallace. So Daniel Wallace yeah. is a New Testament scholar. He's a New Testament textual critic, uh, textual yeah. criticism, where they basically study New Testament manuscripts, and and, and I'm sure you know about this. Um, yeah. so, so he's he's actually one of the most renowned. Um, but how the two most reliable uh, the two oldest manuscripts that they that, that they use for the that that are used the book of Revelation. Um, the number of the beast is not so. It, I mean, it's a very interesting thing that is, and he says that uh, as 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 we do our studies, we come across all these things. So he, he mm-hmm. then says to the guys, "Okay, so explain this to me that we." we but then, this particular manuscript, these two, these two manuscripts, have mm-hmm. uh, mentioned that the number of the beast is six is six one six. Now, of yes. course, his he, his whole thing is is that. Something like that does, does not mean that you know the, the scrolls themselves or the manuscripts themselves are not reliable. But he's saying, what about people who've built their whole ministries on the whole triple six um, idea? What if it yes. turns out to actually be true that it is six one six? You know, yes. and I, I just think I just think it's all very very interesting yes. um, to, to 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 come across some of these dynamics. Yeah.
2: So, you see, again, as I said, uh, so yeah, um, I, I, I went uh, at length, I, I spoke into that, I read the passage and I spoke about the, the, the passage at length uh, while you were sorting yourself out. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's I'll, I'll say to T to, to Mac here and the guys who are listening, uh, you know, uh, as well, that there's just too many parts to that passage that if you, you can't just take, inside the mark of the beast and then ignore all the other stuff. You then have to tell us who the beast is, right? Who's the first beast? The man of perdition. Who is the false prophet? Because well, that's what, what the second beast is. It's a false prophet. Yeah. yeah. There are signs that are actually described that is going to call fire from heaven, right, in front of people. Where has that happened? You know, do, have you heard of any... People that uh, there was a miracle like that way a guy called fire from heaven. Where is the image that received breath from the from this false prophet? He you know he was given power to give breath to give life to this image of the beast, and he began to talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's just so much there, and you can't say it's a cartoon or it's just fiction. If you're going to believe that the mark of the beast is literal, then you have to believe that everything else is literal. It's just a very simple hermeneutic to, to apply. You can't uh, shift in shape between mm-hmm. allegorical for the mark, but literal for, you know, I'm sorry, it's allegorical for the beast and, and so on, of which it kind of is, because it's not an actual beast. But in terms of the events taking place, that's allegorical. But then when we're talking about the mark, it's a literal mark yeah. of the beast and the mark is a vaccine. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's really important. Thanks for that, (laughs) Koaza. Yeah. 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 Uh, Uh, yeah. T-Mac, you want to say something? Yeah, okay, sorry.
2: Yeah, yeah. No,
1: you're saying however?
2: Yeah, uh, so so for me, the way I see this, uh, the issue that I see... Uh, the, the issue of the vaccine is, I think if you look, uh, I listened to, to this guy, uh, a prophet from Nigeria, and he was saying that he had taken some time to seek the Lord, and he came out very boldly and said, so this vaccine, nothing is wrong with it spiritually, so there you go, you know, it's not just one person. One of the principles of weighing and, and testing prophecy is to say, okay, what is someone else saying? Is is just just you, or what are the other prophets also saying? So you have prophets that are saying, well, this is Mark of the Beast, but you have someone saying nothing is wrong spiritually with the vaccine, but there's something wrong with it medically. Uh, so that's what was he, that's what he was prophesying that they're going to find something wrong with the vaccine medically uh, at some point, point. and then uh, it was more like a prophecy reminder kind of video. Uh, then the blood clots. That were caused by the AstraZeneca and the J&J um, were, you know, were given as the proof to say, you remember what I told you that this vaccine is not a problem spiritually, but medically there could be issues. Here's the uh, video reminding you of when I said it and here's the evidence of it and so on. So there is two sides to it. And I, I thank you also to Doc Suli. I'm sure if he's listening or he's going to listen to this for how he dealt with the medical side. Um, but I think there is there is room not just to look at it spiritually, but also I think there's grounds medically. Um to look at it, because again, remember, we're, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You can't just allow people to put stuff in your body that you know you don't know is going to be beneficial, right? So you have a responsibility to um, to take care of your body and to be sure that whatever is coming into your body is safe uh, from a medical point of view. So I think I would have a lot more time uh, for people who say because maybe of the speed with which the vaccine was developed people are concerned maybe that not enough time was taken to do uh, what needs to be done to verify that there are not going to be any side effects, long-term side effects of some of the vaccines that are using um, very recent technology. I don't stray too much into Sully's territory, but uh, the technology is very recent. And as far as I'm, uh, as far as I know, this is the first time that it was actually used.
0: Right.
2: uh, Like this, yeah. So there's so many unknowns, so many unknowns with it. And I think on that basis, uh, I think a Christian can make a case for saying, "I'm not sure about this." But from a spiritual point of view, uh, with, without even having heard the Nigerian prophet, just from just from reading the scripture, I, I find them to be standing, skating on thin ice, really. And just the backtracking that they're doing is actually, for me, proof that uh, they kind of missed it, and they're not. It's like it's very hard to climb down from a purple tree when you've gone all the way up, you know. <laughs> say okay, you've gone all the way up there. You've told everybody this is not going to work, and this is spiritual. This is a mark of the beast, and then you realize, oh, okay, maybe not quite. And then to scale down and to and to come back, you know, is very difficult. So that's what I would say. Yeah. In summary, physically yes, medically yes, I can understand how someone could have issues, but spiritually mark of the beast. There's just too many unanswered questions for us to definitively say, yes, That's it's the mark of the beast.
1: Um, I've heard um, people say similar to, actually, sorry, I've totally lost my train of thought. But you know how you were saying that the there's certain things that need to happen in a certain order. So, yeah. so what I've heard other people say is that, like, Jesus is, even the prophecies for him fulfilling and being the messiah it's not like they were written in chronological order although he did fulfill all of them in the end yeah so can it not be similar to the antichrist and the mark of the beast Because things don't have to happen in the order that john wrote them down but Mm -hmm. they can be happening right now but we're just not we're dismissing it because we think this needs to happen first then this then this then this
2: Yeah, so that's a distinct possibility. That's why I said earlier uh, that uh, dealing with um, eschatological teaching and theology is 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 difficult in that regard. But I think there, as I said, principles of uh, hermeneutics, which is just principles of interpretation of scripture, um, that uh, I think impose upon us some minimum, some minimum level of um, of expectation in terms of the logical. Uh, unfolding of a story now like for, for example here if you say it's not in chronological order then the issue here is not about the events coming one after the other but the issue is that the events are dependent on each other okay. does that make sense? Yeah. so it's not yeah. like just about chronology, this is first then this is second, but they're dependent on each other you can't have the mark of the beast if you don't have the beast mm-hmm. right? otherwise why is it the mark of the beast? there is no beast so that that necessitates that we have a beast first then we're going to have the second beast who is there to prop up the first beast make him look good and say guys stop everything you're doing stop worshipping all these other gods that you worship this guy is the one who's got it all you know he's the man and then there has to be an image that the second beast, because everything is, 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 is flowing from that. It's a, it's a story that is building up. It's a, it's a culmination. So it's, it, you can't have, uh, oh, we have the mark of the beast. Oh, oh and, and then the beast appears at some point. And then the second beast, we already have the mark because it's the mark of the beast was being placed on people to force them to not be able to buy or sell unless they worship the beast. So you can't have the mark. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. how, yes, you can look at some things that are not chronological uh, in order um, in, in some of the way that the prophecies are, you know, are, um, are given about Jesus, for example. But in this case, yeah, the mark of the beast is right after it talks about all these other things, and so I, I think that that people trying to use something that's true to stretch a point and to and to kind of um, Validate their, their, their position.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I think something people want to know, maybe even for future reference, is yeah. that this mark, um, mm-hmm. can you accept it unknowingly? Like, isn't part of taking on the mark that you have to, like, you, you're doing it knowing that, okay, this means I'm now <sighs> worshiping this guy? Or can yes. it happen without you realizing?
2: No, not from. If you read uh, the, the 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 passage, it says um, it causes all of them. It causes, so it's it's gonna be it's this force. It's, uh, it's something that's gonna be done. I think the word is. Uh, let me look for it in the. Oh, maybe I might not have time to show it to you. So yeah, every time it's it's used. I think it's, uh, the most common other translation is, um, is to what? So it says what's cause is to make. So when Jesus said, I'm going to make you fishers of men, that's the same word that's used there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Um, mm-hmm. I will make, yeah, so they made their way. So it's all uh, about compelling. It's going to be forced on people. Uh, and so it also speaks about how the people are gonna receive the mark of the beast are those whose names are not in the book of life. Again, you know, it's not if you're if you're a believer and you believe that your name is in the book of life, then you shouldn't be as 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 terrified of being crept up on. You know what I mean? I think Christians are so terrified of being lied and of being deceived, of being caught in this web of deception. When Jesus clearly said that um the, there's going to be the end times, the, 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 there's going to be false prophets and false signs and wonders uh, to deceive, if it were possible, the elect. Again, people don't like to read their Bibles, very simple reading. Oh, no, you know, uh, do you think that if, 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 if Satan made it so obvious, it will be deceived? Hang on, it says yeah. that elects elect to deceive if it were possible, which means it's impossible to deceive the elect, right? If you're born again, you have the spirit of God in you, it's impossible for you to be deceived to the point where you receive a mark from the beast and you don't know about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have the mark of the beast. So where is the worship gonna come in? So you're you're automatically gonna be changed. So this is the thing with the conspiracy theories. The, The vaccine will change your DNA, then your DNA will make you a robot, a zombie, and make you do whatever the guys who put the DNA in you uh, want you to do. They can control you, they can take over your will.
1: Yeah, that's pretty much, that's
2: it. Yeah, but that's, I mean, when you think about it, uh, that's not what's being done. Because if they're doing, if the mark of the beast is to turn your DNA to make you worship, to compare you to worship against your will, right? Because they've taken over, you will. Then why are people being killed? Those are refusing. How are they refusing? Right? Is it those who that uh, you can't buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast on your forehead again and on your uh, arm? So again, it's very clear where this is going to be. The vaccine is in your blood, <laughs> right? As far as I know, I'm not. I know, but
1: you get you nobody
2: know, call on your arm. <laughs> Yes, so it goes into your bloodstream, I guess, right?
0: On your Can arm, I just
2: yes. chime in there? It's not, it says the right arm, but you get the vaccine on your left arm. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Again, there's just too much to, to make up. And I think, I personally think we're going to see a dying down of these things as um, as the virus kind of dissipates and you know people build immunity to you know, to it, and it becomes something like I don't know how long it's going to take, but this is just me uh, sharing now my I don't know if you can call it prophetic insights. I would say not prophetic insight, but I would call it an analytical insight based on what I'm seeing. What I think that this is not big enough to be the mark of the beast. You're just going to see this uh, the, the vaccine being rolled out people building immunity, you're seeing that uh, the numbers coming down in places like the UK, in the US, uh, Israel, people are now going around with no masks at all. After people got their double jabs, I think they've got uh, one of the best vaccine rollouts. But I
1: heard Israel was very rough, like it was very much a forced issue to get that vaccine.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not sure about how they went about doing the rollout, but um, the result of it so far, you know, of course, time will tell. But so far, what's happened is that the virus, the uh, has the guys are not being allowed to go around without any masks on, because numbers have have gone down significantly. So, uh, what I've heard now from one of the people that was very, very prominent with their criticism and saying that this is a mark of the beast and this is dangerous, uh, and it's going to change your DNA to make you robots and so on seems to be pivoting now to say, well, now it's going to, it's weakening people's uh, immune systems and you're going to see people get sick and, you know, en masse and fall flat and die, you know. So it's like a pivot. It's no longer, okay, so people are getting the vaccine, the, vaccine, the, the disease is, re, is, is reducing, uh, so what's next now? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it looks like guys are getting better. It looks like uh, uh, COVID is going away, but the immune system has been compromised. They've tampered with people's immune system. Watch people get sick like they've never been sick before because their immune system has been tampered with. You see what I'm saying? So this is more like you see that uh, people, these guys are pivoting, and I expect more of that to happen uh, in the coming uh, few months to years as this begins just to disappear and these guys are left really uh, with egg on their face. But again, because of the fanatical following of some of these people, uh no one's really gonna be called to account.
0: Huh. Kowaza. Yeah. Um can can you can you hear me?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, all right, no cool. So when when my power went, my network just started going haywire. Like I I, I can hardly, I, I could I could hardly stay connected. Am I so am I am I audible right now?
2: Yeah, you're audible.
0: Okay, so you know wh- what you're saying about people basically pivoting. Uh, yeah. You know what what I find interesting about that is that now it ends up being a case of people wanting to save face more than it becomes a case of people actually wanting to, to, to bring truth. Because if you've spoken so authoritatively about something um, as if, as if you had, you had all the, all the deeds on it, then now all of a sudden, you know, things don't happen according to what you thought. Um, And now you've got to try and save face or to, to save your, your name or whatever. And I think this is a big problem, you know, because in, it, it's no longer about truth. It's about individuals wanting to, um, to, 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 save their own images and the, the way they're perceived. Precisely. Um, and so again, yeah. And so again, my, my question becomes, you know, just to, to the, to the believer. And I know we have to wrap up, we have to wrap up here because our time is, um, is cruising, but just, you know, just to the, to the believer to say, how can someone, be more vigilant in the way they process this? You know, given just okay. given all the information we're discussing here, given um, just all these things that you were saying, um, how can somebody be more vigilant um, and, you know, process this from a from a point of, of knowledge, uh, both from a medical perspective and also from a scriptural um, perspective?
2: Okay. So there's no substitute for developing one's relationship with the Lord. That's just the best... Uh, insulation that you know I can have because once you develop your relationship with the Lord to the point where you can ask Him individually about things, to actually then say, Lord, I've heard everything that's been said, I've heard science, I've heard uh, my pastors or prophets, I've heard people of standing uh, in, in society say different things. You know, celebrities are now coming out and encouraging people to get vaccinated. Um, yeah. What are you saying to me and my household if, the, if one is a leader of a household? That's what so good. I do, you know, concerning this issue, because the people that are coming to say these things claim to have heard from God, the same God that we all have access to. The curtain has been torn two people, you know, we can all go in and we can all ask the same question. <laughs> Yes. God is not going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you about the vaccine because you're not uh, on Makandiwa's level, for example, right? Uh, right. Maybe give you details of world events because maybe are not a prophet or whatever, but if you're saying for me and my house, you know, as, 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 as it pertains to me, what am I to do concerning this um, uh, vaccine? Is it good for me to take, Right. And the Lord will speak to his people. You know, Jesus said, uh, my sheep hear my voice. And I think that's, yeah, yeah, without doubt, the, the, the best uh, way. And then, of course, uh, keeping yourself informed, people that are trusted, people that are experts. You know, it's interesting that people will say ah, vaccines are rubbish and all this. Uh, But when their kids or themselves, they get sick, they're rushing to the same doctors that are telling them that the vaccines are safe. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) yeah, um, it's it's a bit ironic in that regard. Uh, But, uh, you know, let's learn to to say, OK, I'll take in what the scientists are saying. Ask genuine questions, inquire and be humble. I think that's what's required. Don't go in there all haughty and saying, well, we are the people with the spirit of God. Yeah, I said, I don't know everything. And God has given wisdom to doctors and scientists to enable them to solve some problems. And they have done so, uh, you know, with the eradication of some diseases in certain countries through vaccines as well, you know? So um, I think uh, let's lend an ear to everybody. But the key is then to be able to say, God, all yeah. said and done, what does this mean for me?
0: No, thank you so much. This is really good. and And again, you know, um, you, you're actually touching on some of the stuff that Doc Sully touched on last week. And, you know, he did such a phenomenal job, just in terms of bringing that, bringing that, that balance. Uh, okay, we, we have to wrap up here. And I'm just thinking about something, you know, I'm just thinking about something as you're speaking Kawaza, which is that maybe, you know, maybe one of the biggest problems we actually have as Christians is that we don't want to take the time to get to know the Lord for ourselves. We don't yeah. want to, to, to take that leap to say, you know what, I'm actually going to develop my own relationship with God and get to know God and get to know what God is saying to me. And then the flip side yeah. is that we, we don't want to take the time to, to study and to, you know, to listen to authority figures. Now, granted, yeah. there are scientists who are shady because scientists yeah. are human beings. So, of course, you're yeah. going to get good ones and bad ones. But it's like we don't you even know? seek out the, 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 the good ones. We don't even seek out the Christian yeah. scientists. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, yeah. like, like, again, I'll, 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 I'll reference Doctor Su- uh, Doc Sully again to say, you know, how many people have actually taken the time just to say, you know, Hey, Doc Sully, um, what about this? What about that? Cause he's a Christian. Yeah. He is, yeah. he's a, he's a, and, and he's a scientist, you know, a, a doctor and he's also, yeah. you know, he's taking the vaccine and all of this kind of stuff. Um, yeah. so, you know, maybe in conclusion, mm-hmm. uh, what I'll probably just do is go go around, uh and uh, just get everybody to say their parting shots or whatever, um, so that so that we wrap it up.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So maybe okay. we'll, we'll start We'll stop with. Uh, the whoever, T Mac. I'll go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think for me the biggest um, learning curve through this whole thing has been how susceptible i actually am to groupthink without even realizing it cuz i always mm. thought groupthink you know it has to be a pretty big group but it can literally be mm. like you and your husband or yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> and just your your two friends who you're like yeah actually i agree with you and you've made a decision based off someone else's opinion or very little research or just because you both have or the three of you or the five of you have similar fears And you're all feeding into each other and so you just kind of as a group you're like yeah this makes sense and you all agree yeah this makes sense and you know with no research so i think i definitely fell prey to this (laughs) and i'm encouraged now to go and do a lot more research a lot more digging but the problem is also that a lot of stuff i'm finding now it's a bit harder to find a lot of information because they're censoring what they are calling misinformation so i'm yeah. like am i really getting both sides of the story or am i just getting what the powers that be want me to see i don't know whatever anyway that's a whole story for another day but yeah. at least i can look to the word at the very least because the not of that yeah. so yeah, I think, thank you, Kuwaza, for bringing all of this to my attention. I'll go do some digging and some more reading. I wish there was more teaching on Revelations, but um, yeah. <laughs> it is
0: <wonderful. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe what it is. Maybe we should do? get Kuwaza to do, a, to do a series on Revelation. How's about no. that? No, no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, Kuwaza, you can go next.
2: All right, uh, and you know, guys. Thanks for for this opportunity to speak into this very, very important topic. Um, I guess what I'd like to say is, uh, out of all, I keep coming back to that. I think that's going to be my refrain for a very long time. Um, the quality of our relationship with God. How dependent are we on the people that we look up to spiritually? Because of the implications. I mean, when you look at how certain people have, you know, some people have died. Young people, if you remember, in January. When there was that uh, uh, kind of a second wave that we uh, that we experienced, you'd see young people losing their lives. You know, um, lives cut short in their prime. And I just, I really would like for people to be a lot more circumspect, a lot more not, you know, like be analytical and 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 nitpicky when they're listening to sermons, but to recognize that the people that lead us are doing the best that they can. Uh, according yeah. to the that God has given them, and that doesn't make them superhuman beings or super know-it-alls. And that it's okay to say, "I don't agree with this; it doesn't make sense," and not necessarily then say, "I'm going to leave the church." You know, yeah. that means that I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm gonna stay. And I'm sorry, I'm not gonna stay. I'm gonna leave this place. These guys are lying. No, it's just something that I don't agree with. They've gone off track. And even that, I'm not gonna go around and say my pastor was so wrong. I'm going to responsibility. You know what I mean? You're not gonna go around and say, ah, oh, but uh, how did you find it? Why would I say yeah yeah I'm like, ah, you know and, 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 <laughs> and you know you're causing rebellion. No, you are just looking out for yourself and 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 trying to you know to obey the Lord. So that's what I'd say is I hope what's happened now has caused people to wake up and say hey I need to be hearing uh what this pastor is saying but also hearing the the, the, the spirit of God for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't awesome. say uh, too much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Thank you, Pooja, for joining us today Pleasure. and for t- taking us through Chapter <laughs>
0: 13.
1: Um, yeah, it, it was definitely eye-opening. And to all of our listeners, thank you for joining us as well. And if you do have any questions, contributions, or future topics that you want us to cover please email us or leave a comment wherever you're listening to this podcast and yeah, leave us a review five stars would be great. (laughs) It helps other people find this podcast, find this life giving information. Thank you all for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiant@thehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless.
0: It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.